Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there. Welcome to a new episode of the Altenar Stars a podcast whose name I hope ages better than I think it might. <laughs> Billboard's very own alternative and rock music podcast. Today I'm here with a band behind my favorite album of the year so far, Screaming Females from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Hello. What's How's up, it going? Guys? Hi. So for people who might not know, just introduce yourselves. Tell us what you play in the band. My name is Marissa. I play guitar and sing. Hi, I'm Mike. I play the bass. I'm Jarrett, and I play drums. And you guys just got into New York, fresh off the PATH train. <laughs> Little, was there any New Jersey Transit in there, too, or just PATH? Oh, yeah. There was some NJ Transit. Yeah, we had a, we had a NJ Transit to the PATH and then a transfer to the other PATH. And how is it running? Because my dad works for New Jersey Transit, so tell me <gasps> how it was can doing he today. Get us, it was doing can he great. Get us, can he get us a, one of those passes? One of those special passes? I'll see what I can do. Do you have one? <laughs> I asked him when I was like commuting here. I asked him, and it was like, unless I'm on the train with you, I can try. But it's, it's really that happen. exclusive. It's there have been times where like he, I was on the train with him, and he should be able to get like free whatever for his family, and they gave him a hard time. Are you kidding me? They're so strict. What, That's an what does he do for NJ Transit? He's a schedule maker for their buses. He okay. works in Newark. Okay, that's okay. one of the hardest things yeah. to yeah, do. Yeah, but for it, I bet you, if you're, me so I bet much. you the conductors, they have like a little, you know, they're like he has all in a with train one another. Bus feud. They're like, oh, I, you know, we work Tuesdays together. I got you. <laughs> I feel like there's a train bus feud because I feel like NJ Transit trains are so good. It's always, really? I get it. Maybe it's just because I grew up going on, but the bus, I have no idea what's going on. It's a hellscape. Mm-hmm. There's a bus from like one block away from my house to to the Port Authority, and it costs like two dollars, and you get there so quick. We should have done that. Too hard. Be even cheaper. Yeah. Too well, hard. I'll forward this along. Okay. Complaints are taken very seriously. What's his name? His name's Chris Payne. It might drop. Cool. Is he an action hero? <laughs> he is actually the same exact name. So I assume an action hero. Let's tie it. <laughs> Speaking of great names, your name is called your new album is called Rose Mountain. Mm-hmm. It's out February twenty fourth on Don Giovanni, and I really want to talk about it. And you're also getting really close to celebrating your tenth anniversary, so I want to talk about that too. A little backstory behind the music kind of thing, because I'm hoping a lot of new people will be pulled in with this album. Me too, Chris Payne. Cool, cool. So we're on the same page there. Yeah. 
So the first song you played or shared off the new album is a track called Ripe. It's kind of a shredder. Chorus is built around this big pummeling riff. Uh, we'll play a little little clip of it, but tell me about this one. Because Marissa, like, lyrically in this song, you sound like you're going through some shit. <laughs> is there any screaming female song right? where someone's just like, she sounds like she's doing great, fine. It's a nice song. Um, the song Ripe. Uh, well, I guess with any song, I don't really ever sing about one thing in particular. Um, and so sometimes I'm a little reluctant to share it because mm-hmm. it's like too abstract for me to verbalize. But I think the song Ripe is very explicit in that it is a song about being in physical pain okay. for a prolonged period of time. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's play a little sample of Ripe. Like, hum it. Yeah, <laughs> hum, hum me your rendition of Ripe, doing all your instruments. Our roadie kept saying, What's that song that goes? Which is not how the song goes, but we figured out she was talking about Ripe. So that's how we wish it went. All right, you got to count it off, Jared. What? We're going to do this. we got to do it. Oh, right? no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> One, two. Yeah, Jared won't do it. We're, we're a broken machine. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about New Brunswick. Like hey. I've been saying, I'm, I was born in New Brunswick. I grew oh, up in wonderful. Woodbridge. So Terrific. Familiar. So Did you go to Vintage Vinyl all the time? I did go to Vintage. Cool. I still do it when I make it back. Cool. Yeah. We did, too. Vintage Vinyl is awesome. Yeah. Saw a lot of bands there. I didn't see like who? too many in-stores. Maybe we were at the same ones. Yeah, I was at a Blood Brothers in-store once. I was there. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> for the last album for, for, the, for Young uh, Machetes. Young Machetes. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Chris Payne. Yeah, sick. Brothers Gaslight. from Another Mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw Gaslight there when they did uh, in-store for 59 Sound. Nah, didn't see that. Yeah. I think that was past my vintage vinyl time. Mm-hmm. I, I graduated to the uh, to Princeton Record Exchange. Me too. Fallout yeah. Boy was there the other day. Are you kidding? Yeah, a few days ago. Ugh, I missed it. I saw the shins there when I was quite young. Okay. I was proud of that because I was a fan before that movie, that Garden State. That's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you a fan of flake music? Were you a flake? Yeah, oh, flake music is good. The deep reference. The first record is good. <laughs> And the song, The Shins, on the Flake Music record mm-hmm. is also quite a good song. Yeah. That one. <laughs> I don't really remember it, but I think that's it probably goes. pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, it must be really convenient, very nice to have the New Brunswick thing and also have Manhattan and Brooklyn venues, kind of a nice little back and forth, nicer home base, I think, than a lot of bands would have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been living in Philly for the last few years. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, New Brunswick doesn't offer a lot in the way of uh, employment. (laughs) It's like a big Mm -hmm. deal. It's kind of a bummer because I think there are a lot of people. I mean, I I stayed in New Brunswick for eight years, and I think there's a lot of people who would like to stick around there. Um, But just after a while, uh, either you burn yourself out working in restaurants, you know, 12-hour days or whatever, 
everybody's doing like coke around you to stay awake and you're like that's not something i want to get involved in or you're just like delivering pizza and stuff so it gets tough but um when we were all living in new brunswick together it took us a while to be able to play in new york and philly which seemed like the closest easiest places to go and play um our earliest tours either skipped those places or we played bad venues um but once we finally uh got in touch and uh like punks from brooklyn started to invite us out to shows and come play those shows uh uh, one of the earliest shows i remember that we had a really great show in brooklyn was playing with um shell shag and dead dog and was it carnal knowledge knowledge carnal knowledge was on that show and that was like an epic show i always remember it was at a gallery somewhere in brooklyn and um yeah so between those shows and there's a place called the forts which are these two houses next door to each other in in, uh crown heights yeah and uh we did a bunch of shows over there and then we started getting asked to do um shows with like todd p and eden Mm -hmm. over at death by audio and stuff like that and it was interesting to think back it wasn't that many years ago but those were like two completely different scenes and then death by audio was kind of able to bridge the gap between those scenes and that sort of was like our home base for New York for a long time yeah and talking about Philly Marissa you have an art showing there next month right yes I do on February 13th at Gush Gallery Mm. on Baltimore Avenue in West Philly so what are you showing what do you have going on I have um, my second book of artwork is coming out and this uh, gallery opening in Philadelphia will be the release of my second collection of drawings uh, alongside some recent larger works that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And you're getting your mom involved a little bit this time, right? Yes, I put together a short, a shorter book of her artwork that will uh, come out in tandem with mine. And if uh, you pre-order my book uh, and pay a little extra you get this uh, about like 20 pages of my mom's artwork as well cool cool and is she coming out no <laughs> no <laughs> no she lives too far but um it's really awesome i love her artwork hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Mm-hmm. 
Or is there anyone in the band who has like their parents coming out to shows for a regular thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My dad comes to a lot of shows. Make family comes. Yeah. My dad's my dad's way into coming to our shows now. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden. I haven't feel like I haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah. Well, my mom only likes to come when there's a place for her to sit down. Yeah. Ralph will so, travel like far and wide. Yeah. To see us. Yeah, Mike's dad's come to see us. New Mexico. Uh, in Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Ohio. Ohio. Uh, Illinois. Uh, Oregon. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> he rode with us once on a tour. He, yeah. like, jumped in the van for a little From while. Chicago to Milwaukee. <laughs> so Mike's dad's probably the biggest supporter. <laughs> I mean, I was just looking through old emails. Uh, I don't know what I was exactly looking for, but I saw an old email where – uh, Mike's dad was trying to get us booked on, I think it was like... Uh, Union, County Union County Music, County. music <laughs> Festival. Yeah. So Mike, Mike's dad, he'll use whatever sway he has for <laughs> us, big supporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see you guys announced the tour not too long ago. You're on the road end of January through the start of May, including all through Europe. And I also, what I think is really neat, I saw you guys throw up a Facebook status just saying like, oh, we have this little gap in our touring schedule. Could anyone find us a place to play has like how how does that work out works out great you know um i think that it's one of the real benefits of uh social media i mean i think that like uh i think that i personally get overwhelmed by a lot by how much involvement people want you to have in social media especially as you're like releasing an album everybody's like can you retweet this thing? If we cover this thing about the album, can you do mm-hmm. this? You know, et cetera. Um, but one of the great things is that I can say, hey, we can't find a show in Tallahassee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can someone do us a show in Tallahassee and get tons of responses? And I think it partly comes from the fact that we're, we like keep a good relationship with a lot of the, uh, people out there people Mm -hmm. who like our band and people who run shows for us i mean there's certain bands that wouldn't want to have someone throw them a show in a cafe or whatever in tallahassee they're like oh if we can't get a you know a rider or whatever we're not gonna we don't care about playing that city and it's those same kind of attitudes that prevent people from building the sorts of relationships that allow you to be able to play anywhere Mm -hmm. in the country and we've played um nearly every state at this point and i'd say a lot of those shows especially the first time we went to most of those places it was through diy shows and um we're always super excited to play them i mean first time you go play a town you would hope it's a diy show because that person is going to really put a lot of work behind it and be excited and get really good local bands which is how you get people to a show Mm -hmm. i mean and you'll get to meet them and hang out with them too yeah and a lot of bands complain about, you know, I traveled the world, but I didn't get to see anything because all I saw was clubs. Right, right. It's like, well, if you play cool punk shows, you get to meet people from the town and they will inevitably want to take you somewhere weird or to their favorite weird food place or whatever, you know, in town. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like one of the best ways to see the world. Yeah. And are you still looking for a Tallahassee spot? We got it. You got it. Nice. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it only took one day. It was great. So is the entire itinerary filled out now or any announcements you want to make? Like, we need this city. No, we're uh, we're all set. Uh, we're just waiting for one last venue, and then we'll have our complete tour schedule 
for spring for the album release, which is exciting. Awesome. We are bringing some cool bands with us uh, for the first chunk of the tour. Um, The band Downtown Boys from Providence, Rhode Island are coming with us, and they're one of the most exciting new bands that I know about. Um, Very political, but in a way that makes you excited about the revolution. Doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like a bummer. It sounds like a big party. (laughs) Uh, Then we're bringing our good longtime friends, Shell Shag, Mm -hmm. um, for the second half of that particular outing. And then uh, we're going to bring a band, the band, uh, well, she's a solo artist, but I think she's going to have a band with her for this tour. Mitski is coming with us for a chunk of tour dates as well. So the whole thing seems to be coming together really, really well and in a way that's exciting for us and hopefully for people coming to the shows. Awesome. Cool. So let's shift gears a little bit. And like I said, I wanted to talk a little bit of the backstory, you know, give people that story because going to be 10 year anniversary soon. So guys formed in 2006, right? 2005. 2005. Okay. First album was 2006. Right. So it was right before your first show in Brunswick, you came up with the name Screaming Females, right? Yep. And what was the story of your, your formation? Because you played in bands together before that, right? Let me spin you a riveting tale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually not that exciting. You have to talk into the microphone, not a Jared's being jazz hands at me. <laughs> uh, Mike and I were in a band <laughs> called Surgery on TV um, for about six months with some neighborhood kids, and we weren't we weren't the best band. They were amazing. I loved it. <laughs> Was it only six months? I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Just the time. Everything else is true. Um, and then uh, that band f- uh, disintegrated, uh, and Jarrett was left in the in the rubble. Did you like that? Mm-hmm. It's very poetic. Uh, and then Mike and I salvaged him. <laughs> From the rubble of surgery on TV. Uh, <laughs> Started screwing females. Jarrett was in the band for like a hot second. One practice. You replaced the drummer, the drummer. And uh, we never actually played out. But when uh, the last original surgery on TV member, the keyboard player, finally left, it was just the three of us. And we were like, well, I guess we'll just keep playing. And this isn't enough instruments, right? <laughs> I remember, like, at first being concerned about it just being three mm-hmm. three different instruments. But uh, once it was just the three of us, it seemed to be a lot easier to communicate uh, when it came to uh, writing a song. So we just settled on uh, it being the three of us. And I think a couple months later, we played our first show. Mm. Cool. So let's listen to a song off the first album. It's called Baby Teeth. And this song is called Baby Jesus. Two thousand nine wants to bring this next sort of milestone up in the band's history. You put out the album Power Move and it was your first record with the label. So when you guys signed with Don Giovanni, from what I've read, they really, really wanted to sign you guys. Yeah, I mean we had so Don Giovanni um at the time was uh two guys, uh Joe and Zach, 
and they had formed the label in um, Boston while they were both going to college there. Um, but kind of with the intention right from right from the uh, as soon as they realized they were going to release another release other than their own band, <laughs> which mm. was the original Don Giovanni release, uh, it kind of had this focus on New Brunswick, New Jersey, because that Joe from a very young age got involved in the punk scene uh, around uh, New Brunswick. And uh, although we had a separate uh, path to get to um, that, Joe and I kind of experienced a very similar thing, which was a lot of really good, exciting bands out of New Brunswick that um, never released a real album, you know, never put anything on vinyl, never released a proper CD, kind of lots of CDRs with, it was, a, it was at a time period when CDRs suddenly became so affordable and you could just burn stuff on your computer um, that a lot of people were just doing that and weren't really considering the money that would have had to have been invested to release your own album was kind of insane. And, you know, in the late 90s, um, it was sort of past the heyday of a lot of independent labels. And I think that that influence was kind of waning and a lot of bands that would have been signed to independent labels and done that route were starting to just be able to sign to like bigger labels or just whatever. There's a lot of attitude going on. So a lot of these bands weren't releasing real albums and they would live out a whole life as a band without having released a single thing. Mm. So that was Joe's intention. And so we, we had known Joe and Zach for a while. I mean, Zach's not from New Jersey, and Joe convinced them to move to New Brunswick after graduating college. So they were just hanging out in New Brunswick, going to shows, playing in a band for science. And uh, I don't know when we actually started to become friends with each other, because I re clearly remember Joe being like kind of a meathead initially when I first <laughs> met him. Uh, that was my initial impressions of him, and I'm sure he had great initial impressions of me. But eventually we started to become friends, and then... Um, at some point, Joe is just like, if I can't get Screaming Females to do a record with Don Giovanni, what's the point? This is what mm. the label is like built to do, you know, is to get uh, exposure for bands from the scene that are really exciting. So it was the end of a tour we were doing, and he just showed up at one of the shows. I think it was in D.C., or Baltimore or something, and was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to hang out for the next four days of tour. We're like, okay. And he just kind of drove alongside with us and stayed everywhere we were staying and talked to me, talked to all of us. But I think I was the one who was primarily interested in what he could offer us, mm -hmm. things that he thought he could do for us that we couldn't do on our own. And I went into it when he first showed up. I was like, no way, not a chance. But no label. The, no label. Um, but then by the end of it, I was like, you know what? He's right. And he is really invested in our project all he wants to do is make screaming females as um visible as possible while retaining the way that we want to do it yeah so it's been four full-length albums now ep and a live album so since we got some of the history down just touch five full-length albums i had to do the math five okay yep so now that we have the history well they re they reissued Okay. So, so we have Baby and then, Teeth. And this is our sixth point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was saying like actually released on Don G. Okay. But since since re-released, yeah, basically. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The entire catalog essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Rose Mountain. 
I like it so much, and there's so many different vibes and textures on it. Is I think the reason why I'm realizing I'm getting really into it. It's I like, appreciate that. I think we we all really appreciate that comment. Cool. Because we spent a lot of time to develop that, and on previous releases, I feel like something that will often come up is somebody will be like, "Yeah, all the songs kind of sound the same," and we're like, "No, we spent hours." Mm days and months creating all these different things so i'm glad it's coming across sorry to interrupt you yeah because i feel like on the ep we're toying around more with like more acoustic and more different kinds of percussion and it's like i feel like it's really coming to life on the full end because it starts off like the first two songs are classic scream males but then like in a really good way but then you have a song like wishing well that's so easygoing with a jangly vibe hopeless starts off so gently so yeah, I, not really a question, but I guess, yeah, <laughs> mi- mission accomplished. Thank you for your generous statement. Mm-hmm. What it, I think some of my favorite moments like that on the album are um, there's uh, this uh, tact piano that um, Marissa played on some of the album, which is uh, normally the hammers on a piano that hit the strings when mm. you... When you push a key, there's a hammer that hits a string. That's the way a piano works. And uh, that hammer usually has felt on it. And you can take and put uh, tacks and press them into the felt so mm-hmm. that when it hits the string, instead of being a soft um, hammer, it's now this hard metal metallic sound. It makes it kind of sound like a harpsichord or something. And they had one sitting in the basement of the um, studio. It kind of, uh, you have to commit to it. Once you do it, it's hard to undo the tacked piano. So once Marissa found that that was down there, she kept playing um, the modified version of the Rose Mountain riff on it over and over again down in the basement. We are like, we should just set up a microphone and record this, you know? And I think uh, it's something that makes it feel like a whole album instead of just a collection of songs having mm-hmm. sort of moments like that. Like the intro to Rose Mountain is another moment that kind of feel like bridges makes it feel like a longer work yeah and also I want to talk about the title rose mountain because i was intrigued by it the storytelling and i threw it into google and it's apparently like an herbal care store in new brunswick <laughs> is that where it came from no really that, that's funny though <laughs> that's a good name for my future like tincture mm. place that i'm doomed to open someday uh, it's the name of a, a like re- rehabilitation clinic that's on Route 18 in New Brunswick. Um, it's super tiny. I just when you drive up into New Brunswick, where I lived for a long, long time after I even graduated from Rutgers, mm. um, you always pass it, and I always just thought that the words sounded really nice together. So yeah. I think I had it in like the back of my mind for a long time as maybe something that could be in a, a song or whatever. And I didn't really start thinking, like, uh, uh, giving it some kind of backstory until people such as the infamous Chris Payne (laughs) started asking questions about it. You know, I think we (laughs) might actually be talking about the same place. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Because, like, it was described as, like, an herbal place, but... I don't think it... I don't don't know how many herbs are in there. Hmm. Yeah, because if you've never been inside... I guarantee you guys are talking about the same place because their advertising probably isn't, like... Is your son uh, stealing from you? Do you need to like put someone? (laughs) (laughs) They're probably like, come and have. I never saw any relaxing stay. I mean, if you look it up online. Oh, okay. I've never done that either. You know what I'm saying? You get where I'm going with this now? Okay. 
Yeah, I'll Google it too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think having like a very lovey-dovey word, like a soft word like rose, and then a scary word like mountain together has a nice little combination. I think mountains are nice. <laughs> I'm a fan. But they're imposing. Mm. Yeah. yeah like, unless you conquer them. <laughs> conquered lots of mountains. <laughs> so let's listen to a little bit of one more song. This one's called Wishing Well. So one more question, guys, before we wrap up. With the tour coming up, for each of you, what are you most excited for on tour? I'm excited to... Uh, <laughs> did you point it, Mike? No, I pointed it at you. Oh. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just had a funny thought. Tell me. <laughs> Share. <laughs> I don't think of an answer. No. No. I'm not telling you. Oh, shut up, dude. <laughs> you gross. Man, come on. I... Uh, I'm excited to play music. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I can't answer it anymore. I'm sorry, Chris Payne. Mike, yeah, your turn. What am I excited for, for on our tour? Yeah. Um, getting back and playing shape. My my arms hurt whenever we play music mm. now. Yeah, I, I can see them jiggle at practice. I've had this like <laughs> I've had this ever since the first day of our last tour. I I, I got what's called a bang over, which is like when you headbang too much mm. and the next day your your neck hurts and it's been hurting now for 3 months. Maybe so you slipped the huh. disc. I'm Maybe you need to go to Rose Mountain. I'm looking forward <laughs> to re-aggravating that. I think I'm most excited to see uh people's reactions to the new album as we get out there and people will have heard it and we'll when we play the songs live um see which ones people are most excited about hearing mm -hmm. and you know when you when you sit at home as you're prepping for a new album and people begin to hear it uh it's a lot of industry people um not to say that's a bad thing but it, it'll to get reactions from just uh Regular old fans mm. will be a cool experience. Our well, fans aren't regular. They're nothing short of extraordinary. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, yes. From our extraordinary fans. So, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, thanks so much for coming down, guys. Thanks, Chris Payne. Yeah, Thank it was you. a pleasure. And so that concludes another episode of the Alton R Stars. We'll be back next Friday with another new episode. As always, remember you can keep up with the podcast by clicking the iTunes link below in the billboards.com story and subscribing. And yeah, check out the Screaming Females new album. It's fantastic. Until next week, see ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.